For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. What's better than this? It's the Draft Dudes Podcast, the final combine episode of 2017. As depressing as that is, uh, you guys may have missed me. My name is Kyle Krabs. I am NDT Scouting Director of Scouting, Kyle Krabs. And I am joined by Joe Marino, my Assistant Director of Scouting. With NDT Scouting. And I have returned from Indianapolis. As depressing as that is to say, uh, it's it's back to the film grind. You know, we got a hashtag grind tape here in NDT Scouting and on the Draft Dudes podcast. Joe, thank you so much for holding down the fort while I lollygagged around Indianapolis for a couple of days. Yeah, you know, Kyle, we really enjoyed your... Uh, Absence? Uh, Periscope video. Uh, well... <laughs> Your Periscope video of you throwing darts uh, in the style of Philip Rivers throwing motion and Donovan McNabb and uh, while, you know, um, grinding over here, plugging numbers and uh, trying to get the podcast out for the people. But hey, uh, welcome back. I I was hot on the beat. Okay, you sure I was chasing sources. Uh, By the way, for the record, uh, that McNabb throw, uh, those were steel tipped darts and it definitely 
if there was like a fire starter in the area, it would have started a fire because there were sparks that flew just like every one of Donovan's one hops. Yeah, it was uh, it was impressive, man. You kind of took a dump on him, though. Donovan McNabb had a good career. He had a great career, but he was known. And all of my friends, because I'm in the Philadelphia area, all of my friends still bag on Donovan was notorious for those one hop in breaking routes. No doubt. But uh, the people are not here to listen to us talk about Donovan McNabb's career. They are here to talk, hear us talk about the combine. This is Set the uh, scene for us. Yeah, sure. So uh, I have a new athleticism measure model this year, uh, which you're going to be really sick of hearing me talk about by the end of this podcast. But uh, it's a physical size and athleticism rating metric. So for short, that is a P-S-A-R, PSAR rating. Uh, what it does is it normalizes all of the athletic tests for a player in relation to a historical data pool of players at the same position in the same tests. And you're looking for the average and then standard deviations away from the average, and then you get a relative number of points out of a maximum of nine possible in each test. And then you take all those historical data tests and you normalize that data by comparing it in a way in which I'm not going to explain and give away my secrets here on the show, uh, with their historical size measurements. So the bigger the athlete you are, the better you test as far as standard deviations away from the average in in comparison to the historical data set, the more impressive your overall performance is, right? That makes sense. If Joe and I both run a 4 Two one forty yard dash because we're going to beat John Ross, right? If we both run a four two one, Joe outweighs me, so his is a more impressive time because he is a larger athlete generating the same amount of speed and or force. So that's how I am measuring combine performance, and that is what you're going to hear me talk about is the the scoring of those athletes uh, when we talk about them here today. Yeah, so it's a really interesting metric because if somebody runs a, a 4.7 40-yard dash at 290 pounds, that's a heck of a lot different than somebody running it at 250 pounds, and it's a pretty neat uh, metric that you have to quantify that. Uh, so so let's get started, Kyle. What's, uh, what's the first guy on your list that you want to shout out and how he fit in your new metric? Chief David Njoku, uh, the top skill player at the 2017 NFL Combine. He may have been beat out by Mr. Howard in the 40-yard dash, but Njoku's testing in every tier, in every position, was near the top percentiles and near the top tier. So he wasn't perfect across the board. And again, this gets into diminishing returns. After a certain level of speed for a tight end, it doesn't really matter how much faster you are when you're rating 
what their speed is. So like Evan Ingram's versus OJ Howard's, they are both in like the top five percentile of tight ends that have run at the combine. So you don't give more points to one than the other because they're in the same tier of percentiles and deviations away from the mean. Um, Njoku was a step down from that with his 4.64, I believe he ran off the top of my head. But the jumps were very impressive, strong performance, and it's, he, he is a big, well-filled-out frame. So uh, he was the top skill player in the PSAR rating uh, of all the positions, quarterback, running back, tight end, and wide receiver. So it's interesting because, um, you know, I thought O.J. Howard from the tight end position. Obviously, the tight end position in, in general was historically oh good. I mean, unbelievable showing from the group. Uh, but for me, O.J. Howard was really outstanding. Uh, I mean, obviously, the four five one forty yard dash, and then he was the the number one uh, test in three-cone, short su- shuttle, and the 60-yard shuttle of any tight end it, that showed up uh, – at the combine and tested. Now I think the the knock's going to be that his vertical jump was was below average. You know, certainly for this group, uh, you kind of expected something a little bit more there. But I thought the rest of his testing was outstanding. And uh, you know we got to give a hat tip to Brian Perez, the owner of Draft Breakdown. He uh, was probably the first one to say top ten for OJ Howard. But uh, you know between what he's done on the field, what he did at the Senior Bowl, and what he's done now at the Combine, I think that's probably a pretty true statement. Well, let me let me pump the brakes for you, Joe. Uh, a 30-yard vertical in the past 10-plus years of tight ends to pass through is in the bottom 10 percentile of all tight ends that have passed through. And I, I got an interesting nugget uh, from... Ethan Young, NFL drafter on Twitter, uh, he's done some consult work for uh, an NFL franchise and and is very statistically oriented in his data pool. Uh, He's pulled up. There has been no uh, Pro Bowl tight end that has jumped less than 32 inches in a vertical jump. Just food for thought. Now, I don't think that's relevant. I'm just giving you a hard time. But that's kind of a quantification of why Howard's score for me was not as impressive as Njoku's were. Njoku jumped um, 37.5 versus 30, and they were comparable in the bench, and Njoku actually out-jumped O.J. Howard by a full foot in the broad jump. Um, so, so that's why, if you're asking me to give love to a tight end, that's why I went with David Njoku. Fair enough. You know, uh, it's a, it's well something we'll have to look back on. That's a pretty startling statistic there uh, on mm-hmm. the the verticals as it relates to Pro Bowls. Um, I, I think I feel pretty comfortable with OJ Howard, and um, <laughs> I, I like the upside in the package there. Um, next guy that I, I kind of want to give a shout out to is uh, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. How about Hassan Reddick? Uh, Temple linebacker, yeah. for some reason, tested with the defensive lineman. 
Um, but this guy's a linebacker, and he started that transition at the Senior Bowl and you know, certainly made waves with his performance there. And then he goes out here and runs 4-5-2 in the 40-yard dash, 36-and-a-half vertical, uh, you know, 701 3-cone, 4-3-7 short shuttle. And he really solidified himself as – uh, you know, maybe the second uh, linebacker off the board in this class, right? Obviously, the the uh, the trophy guy here is Reuben Foster, and that's a whole another situation. But I still think he's going to end up being the first linebacker drafted. Well, now maybe that second linebacker draft is Hassan Reddick, and certainly from an athletic uh, standpoint, he's uh, he certainly made his case. Yeah, I mean that was really impressive group. I'm not sure why they felt the need to to throw him in there with the. Um... <laughs> with the defensive lineman, but uh, it's just like with, with what you saw with uh, Jabril Peppers where he was testing with linebackers, and he came straight out and said, yeah, I'm a safety. So uh, I I can't go through a talk about combine performances thus far and not talk about Dalvin Cook's testing. This was weird, Joe. Like, I'm interested to get your take because he was – uh, he had a nice 40. He had a respectable 40 time. But when you normalize his 40 time, just his 40 time, in relation to uh, his overall size, there's something called a speed score, which I look at, and that, that's a relation of mass versus speed and velocity. Uh, it was a statistically average uh, run, his run of a 4-5 uh, flat uh, he had a nice above-average 10-yard split, a 1.56. Uh, really strong showing on the bench, but bench is not something that I factor into a running back assessment. Uh, a 30 and a half vertical jump, and a 9 feet 8 inch broad jump, which is one inch below the average for running backs in my historical data set. Uh, even his, his shuttle work wasn't particularly strong so joe i'm interested to hear what do you have a hypothesis as to why there is this steep disconnect now his overall normalized psr rating is a 6.5 so that is pretty much as close to a average athlete as you can get for his size but when you watch him on film you see something quite evidently different do you have any any inkling in your personal opinion no you know it's it's tough to pinpoint that because on tape you see a guy who is very elusive and can make uh tight cuts in tight quarters uh so certainly those agility scores were nothing like i anticipated them to be but what i want to do kyle is is flip the script back on you and bring up christian mccaffrey here who is 202 pounds so he's eight pounds less than uh, Dalvin Cook and run ran a four four eight forty yard dash compared to uh, Dalvin Cook's four four nine. In your metric, is it really factoring in the, these jumps where uh, you know certainly McCaffrey way outleaped him both in the vertical and broad jump, and obviously the agility testing was much better. Is that something that really made waves for McCaffrey, and how did he compare to Cook for you? Uh, McCaffrey scored a 7.25 versus a 6.50 for Dalvin Cook. and Again, that's out of nine points. Uh, so that that is a notable tier difference between the two. Uh, McCaffrey 7.25 is actually one of the top five scores uh, in the entire group altogether. So uh, 
he uh, he had a nice performance. Uh, and as you said, actually, it's interesting because you get into something like the speed score. Uh, Dalvin's speed score for his 40 time is actually scoring higher than McCaffrey's. So to get back to your question about the jumps, the jumps were a huge difference because the 37.5 is the second tier down from the, the highest possible amount of points that you can get. And his his broad jump of 10-1 is a solid, above-average, good jump in that test. So that was really the separating factor between the two because they had the same 10-yard split. And uh, McCaffrey ran one one-hundredth of a second faster, eight pounds lighter. So let's uh, let's flip the gear here. i got to get back on defense and, and talk about, uh, I guess, our guy, Derek Rivers, Young, Youngstown yeah. State. Yeah. Man, man, woo! Thank you, Mr. Rivers, for showing up for us. Uh, this dude goes out there. Uh, one six one ten yard four six one forty thirty bench press reps thirty five inch vertical six nine four and a three cone four four shuttle and uh, I just sat back like a proud papa man that was a great showing for him uh, this is a deep edge class and he certainly did well for himself he's got really good tape I know it's against uh, you know a lower level of competition but um, he showed well at the senior bowl he's obviously one of the more athletic edge defenders in this class. And uh, he's a guy that's pushing that, uh, you know, that early day two range. And um, certainly he had to have tested well for you on the PSAR metric. Yeah, he um, he really solidified himself as an early day two option. Rivers uh, scored a 7-8-1. Now, I haven't had the chance to run all the numbers on all the edge guys yet, but that is the one. Obviously, we know who number one is, right? We'll get to him in a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, he's the third highest. I've ran about nine scores, and he's the third highest. Seven, one, eight, uh, and it's uh, he's in good company. His normalized score is actually more impressive than Hassan Reddick's performance against linebackers. So that gives you some perspective as far as the size and the, the power relation in turn in correlation to the total package of change of direction skills and explosiveness in the lower body and uh, strength that he was able to put on display. Uh, Rivers, really, really nice job. I want to talk about, you know, I'm going to reel us back over to the offensive side of the ball, Joe. Another tight end. Uh, We've heard a ton of buzz for this Adam Shaheen character from Ashland. And um, he, at 278, had a very impressive performance. Uh, He actually scored uh, comparably well with O.J. Howard in these metrics, and and Evan Ingram as well in that regard, because of how much bigger he is than both of them. Factoring in, uh, Shaheen had a a solid 32.5-inch vert. Uh, He ran well for his size, and again, because of how massive he is, the fact that he's putting above average scores into his tests as an above average size athlete uh, I thought he did exactly what he needed to do in terms of you know the level of competition that he played and to come out and, and prove that he as an athlete belongs on the same platform as all these other guys 
Yeah, I got to do some film work on him, and he is an exciting receiving option. I've got some concerns with the blocking. I expected him to be able to bully guys, certainly at the Division II level. I put a tweet out uh, over the weekend that uh, you should go back and see that I talk about some of my concerns with him. But, uh, man, I think he's ready to contribute in an NFL passing game right now. Um, So switching gears back to the defense, (laughs) hello, top ten for Solomon Thomas out of Stanford. Kyle. Uh, I thought he had one hell of a day. One six six in the ten yard, four six nine forty thirty bench press reps, thirty five inch vertical, uh, sub seven three cone, four two eight in the sh- uh, short shuttle. And uh, for a guy who everyone's wondering where to play him and those types of things, uh, we'll just play him at defensive end in a four three. Let him attack interior gaps on passing downs and uh, just get this guy in the field, man. He's good and he's got the athletic uh, uh, backing to really solidify what I think is now a top ten player. Yeah, he's uh, he's edge two now. I, I think that is not without or not without question for me. Uh, that was a really really nice performance that he had. Uh, I think I saw he compared favorably well to who was it? Um, I, I'm gonna have to come back on that thought. I'm gonna look for it while you go on your next rant. Um, but I want to talk about another edge guy who. With his normalized score, uh, Joe, he's right there as far as his athletic performance. If you're just talking about the athletic piece, now he's uh, 20 pounds lighter than Solomon Thomas, plays the same position. Do you know where I'm going here? Yeah, I think there's uh, this machine that spit out this uh, world-class person, and uh, am am I on the right path? No, no, we're not talking about uh, Edge One. Oh. We're talking about Mr. T.J. T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt. Um, the youngest Watt guy, the, the, the latest Watt brother. Uh, we are missing his 10-yard split at this point in time. Uh, but if you project that to a statistically average 10-yard split, and that is, uh, I think, certainly reasonable considering the fact that that 4.69 that he ran is the third tier from the top as far as the points that he's uh, eligible to receive for that test. Uh, So it's another two tiers down to the average points. So if I'm being a little stingy with projecting his score. Uh, it could go up, it could go down, but as of right now, projecting that to an average 10-yard split, it gives T.J. Watt, uh, just in the athleticism piece, just as impressive as a combine as Solomon Thomas did. But because T.J. is a little lighter in the trunk, but he did come in over 250, and that was my first big piece for a winning week for T.J. Watt was coming over over 250. He came in 252. Uh, he <laughs> he ran a 6.79 three cone shuttle. That's outstanding. De- Derek Rivers ran a 6.94, and T.J. ran a 6.79 as a comparable athlete in terms of size. Uh, so that. Uh, certainly stands out. I think he's answered a lot of questions from folks that 
Now, Jill, I don't know what, what some of these folks out here were watching to, to not love the product that TJ had on the field, but I, I do know for a fact that his testing today has a lot of people going back to the film to take another look. Yeah, and they'll like what they see. Heavy hands, man. Uh, his style, he plays like a dog out there. And uh, the traits are very evident. The athletic backing was uh, was proven. And uh, I think you're going to see everyone kind of jumping on that train here. Uh, look, can we talk about quarterbacks? Um, sure. I really thought, I really thought uh, the, the two top quarterbacks in this class have really emerged. And they're Deshaun Watson from Clemson and Mitchell Trubisky from North Carolina. That's Mitchell, Kyle. You got that? Are you going to be good with that transition? I'm going to have a really hard time with this. <laughs> you could just start calling me Joseph as well, uh, please. Uh, but, no, Mitchell Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, I think those are your top two quarterbacks in this class. I thought uh, from uh, everything that they did, they both checked in on – over 6'2", uh, 222 for Mitchell Trubisky, 221 for Watson. Both ran really nice 40-yard dashes, 471 for Trubb, 468 for, for Watson. They had really good agility scores uh, coming in, both under 7 in the 3-cone. And uh, in drills, those guys were the smoothest. They were about their business. Uh, the mechanics were on point and uh, threw the ball like I expect first-round quarterbacks to throw it at the combine. So these guys really have emerged. I think their they're QB one QB two and we can debate which one's one and two and we will probably at some point but uh I think that they are a, a, a the tier one guys in this class uh pretty pretty firmly yeah I have formal final assessments on both Mitchell and Deshaun and I will tell you they are both first round values I will not tell you which one is which and I'm going to leave that to linger because anybody who has listened to me since October knows my affinity for Mitchell Trubisky. It was actually funny. Uh, I was in Indianapolis and um, listened to the the press availability for uh, the quarterbacks, and I'm listening. I'm standing at the podium where Mitchell Trubisky is talking to the media. And I turn around to leave because the way they had it set up is there's eight players simultaneously giving interviews. And uh, I had heard what I wanted to hear from Trubisky and turned, and our friend uh, Steve Palazzolo from Pro Football Focus is standing behind me. And he just kind of gives me a smirk. He's like, you all right? You hanging in there listening to Mitchell talk? <laughs> and it was, uh, if Steve Palazzolo knows my crush for Mitchell Trubisky, then everybody listening to this show should probably know it too. So, uh, but I am going to say their scores are very close, him and Deshaun Watson. And there is a winner, but we're not going to get in that, into that today. Joe, before we wrap this up, uh, we'll give some rapid-fire names. I want to hear who you think size-adjusted some of the poorer performances off the top of your head are. Ooh, put, put me under fire. Uh, yes, size I am. Size-adjusted, poor performance. Man. Uh, <laughs> uh, Travin Durrell. Um, Travin is the uh, 10th from the bottom. So Keith Kelsey was crap. I did not process oh. Keith Kelsey. Oh, good, good, because that's not going to be good for the old thing. Oh, I mean, Stevie T. Um, 
man, this would be, I was not expecting this. A lot of uh, a lot. Think more skill players. Okay. Give some skill, skill players. players. Skill players. Skill players that didn't do well. Uh, Corey Clement. Uh, uh, Corey, Divine Divine Redding. Corey Clement is the thirteenth from the bottom. Divine, Divine Redding, Redding. Divine Redding is not on our watch list, so I didn't do him. Oh, Jihad Thomas. He's probably not. Not on our watch list either. Um, the bottom five are uh, wide receivers. Ford? Isaiah Ford? Isaiah Ford's close. He he is right below Doral. Uh, I was really underwhelmed with it, like a 4-6, and he saved himself with the jumps. He had some nice jumps that kind of boosted his score back into a respectable range. Man, I'm 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 drawing some blanks here. Number three, Gabe Marks. Mm. Number two, Artavis Scott. And the worst size adjusted athlete that I have to this point in the combine is Louisiana Tech's Trent Taylor. So the theme here, and you can even go a little further up. Switzer did not test particularly well with size-adjusted work because he's not, he's not a big athlete. Danelle Pumphrey is near the bottom of the list. Sheldon Gibson is near the bottom of the list. There's only two guys in the bottom 12 that you could even classify as big guys that just tested so poorly with their athleticism testing that their size didn't help them at all. And that was Michael Roberts from Toledo and actually Jonathan Allen from Alabama, who had a very poor performance. Uh, I'm interested to run him back and and see what he tested as a defensive tackle, but I don't even think that's going to be above average. I think he he across the board uh, really left a lot to be desired for an athlete that's running around in the the 280-pound range. Yeah, Kyle, before we wrap here, did you want to hit anybody else? I mean, uh, Chris Godwin or Bowles or Miles Garrett? Uh, yeah, let's talk about Miles for a second. I think that's that's only appropriate after the <laughs> destruction that he laid in, in Indianapolis. Um, so, yeah, he's two, 272 pounds with 35 and a quarter inch arms, I believe. So first mm-hmm. of all, let's talk about 35-inch arms putting up 36 reps on the bench press and having three of them deducted. That is just, that's not possible to put with that amount of arm length, with the amount of depth and range of motion that it takes to get it down to your chest, 35-inch arms, 36 repetitions, 30, 33 that counted. That's tremendous. And then you get into a 41-inch vert. Uh, uh, His broad was, what, 11 and change? Uh, His 40 time was in the four sixes. Do you happen to have his 10-yard split, Joe? Do I have his 10-yard split? Uh, Give me, like, one more second. I will have it for you. Here it is. One six three. Yeah, that's one six one is the top tier threshold for my data pool. So he's two hundredths of a second off the top maximum number of points available for that particular test, and that's across the board. Uh, his eight six six adjusted PSAR rating 
is better than David Njoku's by six-tenths of a point. So it's out of nine. Garrett got 8.66. Njoku is the next best adjusted athlete at the combine with an 8.06. He, as an athlete, is in a sphere, a stratosphere of his own. It is ridiculous. And that is going to wrap it for us today. Now that Joe got me all fired up about Miles Garrett's performance here at the NFL Combine, I am Kyle Krabs signing off with Joe Marino, and we are the Draft Dudes Podcast. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.